Welcome to Amazing Applications, the podcast for Power Platform and Dynamics 365 application builders who want to create amazing applications that everyone will love. Hi, I'm your host, Microsoft MVP, Neil Benson. The goal on this show is to help you slash your project budgets, reduce your delivery timelines, mitigate technical risks, and create amazing, agile Microsoft business applications. Welcome back to the show. I'm really grateful that you're listening. Thanks for being here. You'll find show notes, including a transcript and resources for this episode, at customary.com slash 029. In this episode, we've got a question from Gustav Westerland. He's the CIO and founder at CRM Consultina in Stockholm in Sweden. Gus, I hope I'm saying that right. I spent this week with Gus at the Microsoft MVP Summit and got to admire his COVID beard on several of our team's sessions. With that beard, you know, he's no Julian Sharp, but Gus, it feels like you're one of the grandfathers of the MVPs, and I'm honoured to have received your question. Thanks for sending it in. You sent it to me by email, so I'm going to ask Alexa to read it out. Alexa, please read Gustav's question. My number one question with an Agile approach is how can we get customers to really understand that an Agile approach is best for them? Agile is built on trust. Trust that the developing partner will do their best. But if the customer has been burned many times before, this can be hard to gain. And half-hearted trust becomes half-hearted Agile. Thanks very much. Just before we start, I'd like to give a shout out to Veronica Kampf. She's the COO at Gustav's company, CRM Consultina, who achieved her professional Scrum Master certification with Scrum.org after taking my Scrum for Microsoft Business Apps online training course back, actually back in the early days of the course. Congratulations, Veronica, and thanks for being a valued member of the Customary Academy. Let's get back to answering Gustav's question about helping Microsoft customers understand and embrace an agile approach. First of all, I think you have to know Scrum and understand it before you can evangelize it with your customers. I don't think you can sell an agile approach like Scrum to a customer unless you've got faith in it yourself. Don't pitch Scrum to a skeptical customer unless you've got the confidence that comes from having a few successful Scrum projects. To win that first Scrum project, only pitch Scrum to customers who ask for it, who are already convinced that Scrum is a good idea. You might need to hire a freelance Scrum Master to coach your team through that first project, but that's okay. That's what I did with Premier Medical Group in 2009. My customer was open to Scrum, but neither of us had any experience, so I partnered with another Microsoft partner and we had a really successful project. After that, we were able to run Scrum projects on our own. Ensure that your salespeople understand Scrum, whether you call them sales or business development or account execs or customer success. Lots of salespeople and even a few marketing people have been through my free Agile Foundations and even my paid Scrum for Microsoft Business Apps courses so that they can understand the approach that their development teams use. And I'd encourage them to join a few of your Scrum events that you're running with your customers so that they can see how it works in practice. Know your customer. Persuading a customer to adopt an agile approach falls somewhere in between a sales and change management job. 
It's like sales because we're selling a new approach in a competitive environment. We need to persuade customers that our proposition is the best option for them among the alternatives available. And it's like change management because we're asking a large number of people to adopt new ideas that challenge their status quo and alter their future behavior with a belief that the future is going to be a better place for them. In both cases, it's immensely helpful to know whether your customer has heard of Agile, has tried Agile, loves Agile, or is skeptical of Agile. And when I say customer, when we're selling our services to build a complex Power App or Dynamics 365 application, our customer is often a group of people, right? There's not just one person. Small customers might have two or three people evaluating your offer. Large customers might have dozens of people involved in a couple of different committees. So if you're pitching to a small business, I think it's feasible to ask and uncover the agile preconceptions or predisposition of all of the people involved. If you're pitching to a large enterprise, you might only get to ask a few of the buying contacts, and you have to make some assumptions about the rest of the people evaluating your offer. And I think stereotypes can provide us with shortcuts here. I have a list of 10 benefits of an agile approach. Um, I would normally share one of two of those with end users, subject matter experts, customer developers, maybe IT decision makers, procurement people, business decision makers, and financial decision makers. I'll highlight the user satisfaction and sense of empowered collaboration to end users. I'd highlight the higher return on investment and more efficient allocation of capital to the finance director and so on. So know your customer, know your audience. Thirdly, know the benefits. I'm going to summarize the benefits of an agile approach like Scrum. They're covered in part four of my free Agile Foundations for Microsoft Business Apps online course. Benefit number one is better business software. I think that customers using Scrum build better business apps than customers using a traditional approach. Here's why. Instead of analyzing all of your requirements up front, when you're using the Scrum framework, your development team and users, they're building small increments every couple of weeks. There are two reasons why this results in more amazing applications. Firstly, users learn more about the Power Platform or Dynamics 365 application as the project progresses, so they're better able to describe their requirements as the application evolves. Whereas on a traditional project, they have to express all of their requirements at the beginning, having never used the software. Secondly, the developers also get to design the features just in time to start development, instead of doing all of the design up front, so they have more empathy for the users and a better understanding of what's going to work in the customer's environment. Benefit number two, early and frequent value. With a traditional approach, none of your software is released until it's all ready for release. This is usually a big bang release after all the development and testing is complete, or maybe two or three slightly smaller bangs if the release is phased and the project doesn't use up all the budget in that first phase. There's no valuable software in the user's hands until months of analysis, design, development, and testing. But with Scrum, your team is analyzing, designing, developing, testing, and releasing software every week or two. You can be in production much, much sooner. That might not be possible with an enterprise project, for example, when you're replacing a legacy ERP system, but at least you can be in staging and have proven that your business app actually works. 
Benefit number three, faster return on investment and a shorter payback period. An invisible drawback of a traditional approach is that the time spent analysing and designing features that the developers might not have time to build before the timeline or the budgets begin to get squeezed, well, all that effort is wasted. Because of the just-in-time approach to analysis and design, Scrum projects avoid this wasted effort, which can reduce the overall cost of your project by up to 30 or 40%, according to the research. As a result, the total investment is obviously much smaller, and as we saw in Benefits 1 and 2, the software meets the business needs more closely and gets into the hands of the business users much earlier, so the returns are much higher. Taking these factors into account, agile business applications have a much higher return on investment and a shorter payback period. Music to a CFO's ears. Benefit number four, higher user satisfaction. Years ago, we'd have some requirements workshops with the users at the start of the project. Once they had pretended to understand the requirements specification and signed it off, we wouldn't see them again until acceptance testing time. By then, it's too late to address their feedback. All their ideas get rolled over into phase two. It's no wonder that users are so unhappy with business apps and the projects to deploy them. Scrum teams have far more interaction with the end users than traditional project teams. Pandemic aside, my Scrum teams are usually co-located with the users, but at the very least, we're demonstrating our progress and receiving feedback every couple of weeks. The developer's priorities are managed by the customer's product owner, who represents the users and arranges the requirements according to their priorities. Teams using Scrum build better business software, have more interaction with the users, and are more open and transparent during the development process. This generates higher user satisfaction with their Microsoft business application, and also with you, the team who is building it. Benefit number five is greater transparency. Like Gus said in his question, Agile is built on trust. This trust comes mainly from the Scrum team's open and honest stakeholder communications, and the transparency that our stakeholders have into our progress. The product backlog, which describes all the work we're planning to do, is available for anyone to review at any time. Our stakeholders can review our progress on building the application at sprint reviews and provide their feedback on what to work on next, and that gets incorporated into the product backlog. In this way, Scrum gives your project sponsor and governance committees more visibility into the project's progress, which gives them greater confidence in the project team and in Microsoft business applications. Benefit number six is efficient allocation of capital. In a Scrum project, the team requests the necessary funds to complete a few iterations of work at a time. Allocating a small amount of capital to the project as it demonstrates a positive return is far more efficient than putting at risk a large allocation for a big bang project. Would you rather ask a CFO for $100,000 for a short project to build a few valuable features and release them into production? Or would you rather ask the CFO for a couple of hundred thousand dollars for a short project to document the requirements and the system design? Benefit number seven is lower risk. There's a host of reasons why agile approaches mitigate the risks of complex software development that afflict traditional approaches. Here's just three. The empirical theory that underpins Scrum says that we learn from our experience by frequently inspecting and adapting our work. 
Traditional projects learn their lessons after the project is over in a post-implementation review. Consumer products are built using a repeatable process, but you can't use a repeatable process to build complex business applications. You need to adapt your work as you gain feedback from your users. We can use a technical practice called spikes to evaluate options and quickly demonstrate the viability of a design and the value of a feature, which reduces the risk of designing a component that won't work or that users won't use. Testing of all kinds, functional testing, system testing, integration testing, security and performance testing, we run those types of testing events frequently during a Scrum project instead of all that testing being deferred to the end of the project. Issues are detected earlier when they're much cheaper to fix. So those are three ways that agile approaches mitigate risk. There are lots more. Benefit number eight, your customer is in control. When we're building a complex business application, we don't know all the requirements up front, but we do know the requirements will change. In a traditional project, the only time for raising requirements is during the analysis phase. After that, it gets really expensive and it's governed by a change request procedure. Contrast that with a Power Platform or Dynamics 365 project being delivered using Scrum. The Scrum team is regularly analysing the next set of features just before designing and delivering them. The customer's product owner can change the order of the product backlog at any time in response to changing conditions. There isn't a protracted change request process or contractual renegotiation required. Of course, there are still potential impacts on scope, timeline or costs that need to be managed, but your customer is in control of those and can make informed decisions before making changes to the backlog. Benefit number nine, working collaboratively together. Like all frameworks that follow the principles of agile software development, the Scrum framework values customer collaboration over contract negotiation. I find that agile Microsoft partners and customers work together as a single team focused on the customer's product goal. Their agreement focuses on how the two parties will work together to create and release valuable, high-quality software. Instead of a fixed price statement of work that pits the partner against the customer to maximize their profits by delivering the fixed requirements for the least amount of effort, my experience is that Scrum teams create a much more collaborative relationship. One of the benefits for customers, and this is just my anecdotal observation, is that customer developers are much more welcome on Scrum teams. Helping to train a customer's developer on a traditional project is usually pushed out into a separate deliverable after the project has been completed because otherwise the partner's fixed price margins are going to be eroded by the knowledge transfer effort. Benefit number 10, it's more rewarding. Many of my customers' stakeholders, developers and users that I've worked with on Dynamics 365 and Power Platform projects using Scrum have reported that it's been their best project ever and a highlight of their professional careers. In my projects, users and developers work side by side toward the same goals. They forge close working relationships that foster mutual respect and understanding. So much understanding, in fact, that a lot of the customers, developers and stakeholders and users go on to do more and more uh, Microsoft business applications projects, maybe even jumping the fence into consulting. And Scrum encourages a sustainable pace. 
This means consistently delivering high-quality, production-ready features every few weeks. Scrum teams can often sustain their pace for several years without the burnout that comes from traditional projects where there's a lot of intense pressure on budgets, on timelines, which then flows down, puts a lot of pressure onto team members, especially during the testing and deployment phases. Gus, those are my three tips. No Scrum? Get your business development team members trained as well as your delivery team because they're the people your customers will meet first. Secondly, know your customer. If you can, find out their preconceptions and adjust your message either based on their predisposition or on their role. Thirdly, know the benefits. Some of the benefits are better software, earlier value, higher return on investment and shorter payback, higher user satisfaction, greater transparency, more efficient allocation of capital, lower risk, more control for your customer over the scope, a more collaborative way of working, and greater professional rewards. Cherry pick whichever of those benefits you think will resonate with whoever it is that you're talking to. There are a few more tips, such as having strong collateral, presentations and sales proposal content that describes CRM consultant's agile approach and outcomes. Work with your legal counsel to structure your services agreement and your statement of work to align with your agile approach too. And only sell the sizzle. Don't try and sell the sausage. What I mean by that is, where possible, sell a short discovery exercise to formulate the product goal and the initial product backlog and deliver a few sprints and build some valuable features get those deployed into production. If you can, avoid trying to sell the entire project to meet all of the customer's stated requirements. If you pitch to implement all the requirements, you'll likely look more expensive than another partner who's probably planning to pitch low and pepper the customer with expensive change requests later. There's a huge demand for the illusion of certainty, and a lot of Microsoft customers are willing to peddle in it. Don't be one of them. Maybe we can dive deeper into the proposal and pitch factors in another episode, but that's all we've got time for on this episode. Remember, I dive deeper into those top 10 benefits in lesson four of my Agile Foundations for Microsoft Business Apps course. It's a one-hour free mini course, and you can enroll in at customary.com foundations. And you can get show notes, including a transcript of this episode, at customary.com slash 029. Until next time, keep sprinting.